0: This morning, the Feds surrendered New York City and Philadelphia. Now what that means is their 24-hour mandatory evacuation notice has expired, and all city, state, and federal authorities have pulled out, saying, that's all, folks, and if people chose to stay, well, they're stuck in on their own. Another bright, exciting news, the stock market ain't going to be opening again until this all blows over. You'll remember that Monday it tanked for the 20th straight day and automatically shut down at 1968. Now, at this hour, we're supposed to believe that our Congress and our President are safe, well, somewhere, underground, and we ought to be hearing from them shortly. Take your time, fellas. Human race survived two million years just by banging rocks together and hitting things with clubs. I figure we'll get through this just fine. I know my listeners. You got the front door bolted, you got the windows barred. You're being careful and quiet and taking the time to gather supplies. You're looking closely at the things shambling up Main Street like it's after last call at the VFW, and you know they ain't your friends and neighbors. If you don't get that, you better get wise pretty lickety-damn quick. Because this is the real deal, folks. If there's any organized government force out there now, it's... And I cannot believe I am saying this... But it's the Federal Emergency Management Agency. That's right, FEMA is working with local and state authorities to move people. Where are they moving them? Who the hell knows? My advice, for what it's worth, is to stand your ground. This is your home, your town, your community. Now, the county commissioners set up shelter at the HG World warehouse store, and if you can't stay safe at home, I figure it's a good idea to head on up there as soon as you can.
1: You okay,
2: Ronnie? There are three men strung up in the trees, Hicks. One's missing a head, and all of them look like gutted deer. I passed the town of O.K. about ten minutes ago. I'm well on my way to the capital of Bugfuck.
1: Okay, okay. Try and keep together. Remember when you had that math league tournament and you were really scared? Do what you did there. Think about everything clinically. You're really good at that logic stuff. Cause
2: and effect. Logic. So why do dead people get up and try and eat light people? Sure. That'll keep the wheels spinning.
1: So long as it lasts until we get to the caves.
2: I don't want to go to the caves. I want to go home. Now more than ever.
1: I found an iPhone in the pilot's jacket. There was no phone service, but I was able to Twitter that we were okay. I updated my Facebook and MySpace that you're with me and you're fine. We've got like a million mutual friends, so your folks will know.
2: Yeah, assuming they have internet access where they are. Can you Skype a call to anybody?
1: I tried. Skype is up. But it's really slow, and once you call out to the cell network, all circuits are busy. Of course. You should read some of the stuff getting posted. There's this video of Pittsburgh. Thousands of eaters downtown filling out buildings. They say they're being lured inside, locked in, and burned up.
2: That's not helping me focus.
1: Sorry. The first place your dad will look for you if the phones aren't working is online. I reset the phone to chime me if we get any messages on any of the sites I updated. Now we just need to figure out how to get this helicopter out of the trail so we can get the truck up to the mountain. Punter that a while, Brainiac.
2: Who were these people, Hicks?
1: The pilot's name was Steve, and this was a news chopper for a TV station out of Philadelphia. The equipment they were using is gone, but he had a video on his iPhone of people filming out of the windows. Those three guys hanging in the trees were in the video. They had guns. Now look at them. I mean, who does that? Who strings people up like that?
2: One thing I didn't consider when these things started coming back to life? No flies. Huh? Shouldn't there be flies all over the place? I mean, this is the middle of the woods. No grubs, no flies. I mean, I'm not a coroner or anything, but... No,
1: I get it. There aren't any bugs. If they were deer, they'd be swimming and bloated by now.
2: Maybe whatever's keeping them going after death keeps them from rotting the way... you know.
1: Like meat. See, that's what I mean by clinical. No thy enemy. Hi there. Where did you come from?
3: I come from trees. I was watching yous, this is my Hardy Topper, you need to get your hands off it now.
4: This sucks man, it sucks. Oh shut up, I just grazed you. I'm the one with a chunk of his back missing. Lucky I'm not dead. Yet. The graze
5: doesn't just punch a hole through your arm you douche. You could thank me for pulling you away from those things and dragging you back here after you shot me.
4: Oh wine, 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 Captain
5: Dewey. Uh oh man. It followed the blood trail back to the house.
4: Tell me you locked the doors
5: <sighs> Yeah, but neither of us got the strength to barricade them. Once they start coming at the big glass doors, I think we're done for.
4: I think your head's clearing. I liked you better stoned than stupid. At least you were beat about things. Seriously, man. This is some messed up shit. Well... I could just shoot us both in the head. (laughs) Put that thing away, man. You are aware that when I go to sleep, when the blood loss finally makes me close my eyes, go night-nights, the thing that wakes up will just want to chew on your face. I think a bullet would be a little nicer.
5: Maybe you shouldn't make decisions like this while you're bleeding all over your mom's couch. You sure you don't want me to help you patch that up?
4: Patch it up? What are you going to do, man? I saw this lady get her throat torn out by her dead husband. Two minutes later, they're both chasing anything with a pulse. You know what I could use? Some of my dad's McCallums. Grab a couple of glasses and the ugly brown bottle on the top shelf of the liquor cabinet. Sure. Hang on. Oh, I'm hanging, dude. Oh man. It's locked. Denied? How will I ever get in? Dude, you totally obliterated the sapphire gin. Gin is for limey fruits. Watch your hands and get me that bottle. Okay, okay. Here. If I'm not going to reach my 21st birthday, I should at least leave the world happy. Stop that, man. You ain't going to die. You want to know a secret? I can feel it. I can feel it in my blood. When that thing bit me, I felt it inject something, you know, like venom. It's so weird. You know how you get Novocaine, and the sensation spreads out over you, and there's that wave right on the edge? Slight tickle on the nerves as they start to go numb? That's what I feel right now, Derek. I feel it down my arm and down my back. I'm lightheaded, too. (sighs) Oh, that burns real good. 102 years old, man. More than five and a half times older than me. Smooth.
5: You should try it. No offense, but if you cut what they got outside, I'm not sharing a bottle with you.
4: Oh, come on, dude. Everybody's going to be infected eventually. If I don't eat you, neighbor's nanny will. And you'll turn and blee blah, blah, blah. brains all down the valley. They will both be here when my folks get back. What a homecoming, huh? They survive out there and come home to find their only child in his stoner pal, waiting.
5: I thought you wanted things to be upbeat. You should rest. That stuff's going right to your head.
4: Yeah, but I can feel something else, too. Up in there. It's checking out the brain pan. You have a seat there, buddy-o. I think Caitlin was lucky. When the car crashed, it scrambled her brain. (laughs) Oh, but she had of one anyway. Say, why don't you wrap us up both some greens, come back, and we'll figure this all out. Uh Uh-huh. Well, I think maybe that's a good- (laughs) Man, but your blood smells so good. Uh, Why? Uh. smells like biscuits and gravy in the morning, man. (sighs) Uh now relax man this is a whole new experience a whole new high you can't imagine what i'm sensing i can dip my hand in your blood and oh man oh god man that is you just don't know just don't know just relax said the hunter to the doe.
2: Who are you?
3: What do you want? This is my Harry Topper. You can't have it, unless you want to trade for some goo No
1: thanks, it's yours. Can you move it out of our way?
3: Don't be frightened, strange, frumpy girl person. I won't hurt you. Did you know I'm also fully saved all over myself? So I'm very smooth. Tick-free, too. You can touch my head if you want. It's very smooth.
2: Who the hell is this jackhole?
3: I'm Jerry. Jerry Darberry. M.B.A. And this is my hairy chopper. Your Master Hicks here knows me.
1: Friend or family? Neither. Let's just say he wandered in the woods after a dot com bust and decided he liked it better than the city life.
3: Microsoft competing in hell!
1: Yeah. My dad and I run in them every once in a while
3: during our hunting season. Oh, that's
2: disgusting.
3: <sighs> What's the matter, gal thing?
2: What's wrong with you? I
3: was running through the helicopter with my friend Joe. I got some bean cans, though. I didn't know there were beans to the scratch load off the cans. There was a copy of February's Maxim, and a six pack of diet soda pop. Um, oh, some guns, and other nice stuff like my sell on eBay.
2: Why aren't you pointing
1: your gun at him? He's fine, just a little weird. He lives in the woods with Joe Marts. he's harmless.
3: When did you find the helicopter? I found it tonight.
1: Any particular night?
3: Last night. We walk the mountains every night and we see them lights down out of the sky. Me and Joe go down and we see this here helicopter I seen five of them.
2: Five helicopters?
3: Nah five people's in the helicopter. You ask excuse me cause my heeny ho itches Ah One ah. them in the helicopter came out all oh, and the guy in the jacket there pops his head off with the pistol. You said there were five. I see four here. We're missing the lady person.
2: What did you do to these people?
3: They were slow and dumb, but they won't stop coming at us. So Joe, that's my body Joe, ma'am. He just got some of the rope out of the back of copper here and wrapped it round their necks. And then the trees, and we pulled them till their feet came off the ground. But they still kept kicking, and snarling, and growling. They teeth like they could smell our like blood on the air. What happened to the lady? She runs away down the mountain. I stayed here in case she came back for her stuff. These things here, they kept snarling and railing around. So Joe stabbed at them. They just kept on keeping on. So he hit them. That one with an axe and knocked his legs off. He hit the other one and it done open up like a candy filling out all over the ground.
2: Okay, stop it. I don't I don't I don't need to
3: know. Aw, hex. You put bullet holes in this nice leather jacket. I was gonna wear it when I taste this thing up And yeah.
1: Sorry man. It was trying to eat us.
3: Aw. It's okay. It smells like rope to piggies anyway.
1: You've gotta move this thing off the road, Ronnie. How the hell are we gonna do that? Hey Dogberry, did Joe say when he'd be back? We need some help getting your new toy out of the way.
3: Oh, I'm pleased and happy to serve all your running through the forest needs. I can build you a website. I can make you a baked sandwich. I can make you a hat of bacon or a website about baking sandwiches. Or hats. Do you like bacon?
1: Can you move the chopper?
3: Uh, well, maybe, no. I can try it with my mind. What the fuck is his problem? Nah, sorry.
1: (sighs) Maybe we can get in the truck and push the tail out of the way, you know? The Hicks boy. Is that you? Yes, sir, that's me. Is that you, Mr. Martz? Strange
6: goings on, going on down in the world. Yeah, what'd you see? Sick folk. Fire. Crazy time. No police.
1: What you looking at, girly?
2: I, I had no
1: idea you were so huge. Bonnie, this is Joe Marts. Joe, this is Harley Mazer's Stepkit.
6: Hmm. <laughs> oh, I get my clothes on the same way as you. I ain't as crazy as they say. Just don't like people, is all.
2: Yes, sir. I'm just surprised they make clothes in your size.
6: You saying I should go around buck naked?
2: Of all the things in the world I could possibly say, you will never hear me suggest that. Sir.
3: Did you find the lady?
6: Find her, I did. I did find her. I think a bobcat found her first.
3: Oh, she was pretty.
6: Shut the this thing. These boys come out of the sky. They just don't die. Cut up and they don't bleed like men talk like men and you cut their heads off and, and their heads keep snapping. Hmm. Animals they are. Animals. Dog been bugging you?
2: Yeah, but I guess he does that to everybody.
6: Pain in the ass he is. What you kids doing up here?
1: Trying to get to Marshall Cave. We've got this thing in our way. Any chance you could, you know...
6: Move it out of the way?
1: Yeah, <clears throat> if you don't mind...
6: Shouldn't be on the trail anyway.
3: Hey, don't hurt my helicopter. Shut it
6: up. There. Out of the way. Out of the way it is. Thanks.
2: Great. Let's go then.
6: You may want to take Dog with you. There are places on the trail you want to watch out for on the way up the mountain. Spring, fall brought down some rocks and washed out one part near the gate.
3: Goody, goody. truck light.
2: Yay, goody.
7: Butter for Mr. Grant. Independently, their existence is proof that God exists. Put them together, and it it's proof that God loves sex. How uh, so, Mr. McGuinness? Look around us. The world is falling down, but the sky is gorgeous. It's a comfortable 68 degrees, and I'm sitting on one of the most destructive machines in the world, preparing to shoot its main weapon at a multi-billion dollar skyscraper. I apologize, and I don't see the connection. And I've got the most incredible confection ever conceived, in the shape of a wee rabbit for Easter, no less. Look at it, Mr. Grant. Alone, chocolate or peanut butter are great. But wrapping one in the other? Oh, brilliant. It's like two hot lovers intertwined, melting together on a bed of taste buds, erupting inside my mouth with the passion of forbidden love reconciled. Would you like one? No, thank
8: you. I prefer to be bland and unassuming.
7: You are that indeed. If they named a suite after you, it might be called Willy Wanker Stoic Nibbles.
8: I won't argue that, Mr. McGinnis. Are we ready to shoot? (laughs) Ah, impatience. There is fire in your belly. No, I'm just looking forward to what will inevitably be an excellent and insightful sexual metaphor. Are we ready yet, Mr. Helms?
9: Aye, Captain. Locked and loaded.
7: How are you feeling, Mr. Grant? Fine and frosty, Mr. McGinnis. Why? I mean, here you are in an international group of soldiers, the diabolical United Nations Security Forces on American soil. You're my second in command, and I'm about to blow up one of the largest buildings in one of your major cities. Does that not sit you back a bit? Seeing that the building is full
8: of gasoline, explosives, and about 5,000 diseased cannibals, I'm very much at peace with the idea, sir.
9: The last transport is away, sir. It's headed back to base. The building has been cleared for demolition.
8: Roger that, Corporal. Well
7: done. So this, as I said, is proof of a loving and wonderful god. Peanut butter cups, high explosives, big guns, and good scotch whiskey. Pardon me a moment. What a lovely view of the city. What's the name of this place again? Duquesne. All right, my lovelies. If it comes down in three shots or less, everyone's getting weenies and chips for dinner. No pressure, Corporal. Good hit. Where do you think it hit, Mr. Grant? I'd say in the mid-forties somewhere. Aye, all right. Your turn. Your protection, Mr. Grant. Ready when you are. the name of that building, I wonder.
8: In life, it was called the UNC Bank Building. Well, now it's rubbish.
7: Oh dear, that's going to burn all spring, that is. Did you see? It took out four other buildings. Good shooting men. So, what say we have dinner brought up and we can watch the city burn over hamsteaks and beer.
8: I'll make it so. Incidentally, Has there been any further contact from that civilian helicopter that radioed us yesterday?
7: Now that you mention it, we haven't heard from the recon squad we sent out to the relocation point in Monroeville. Sergeant Fawkes! Yeah, you with a droopy face. Go ask the communications officer to check into our recon patrols and make sure they're all accounted for. It's nice to find living people to rescue. Shame their journalists. I'm sure there are good people on the inside, sir. Ah, uh, look at it burn, Mr. Grant. The kings of the earth, and the great men, and the rich men, and the chief captains, and the mighty men, and every bondman, men in tights, men without hearts, and every free man, hid themselves in the tents, and in the rocks, and the mountains, and said to the mountains and the rocks, Fall on us! and hide us from the face of him that sitteth upon the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb for the great day of his wrath has come and who shall be able to stand? See, Americans can't pull that off. You need a good English barrister voice or the right brogue of a Scot to make it sound a proper menace. To properly convey the fear one might have of a lamb, any lamb, requires a man with historical and personal knowledge of all things she play. Are
8: you following me, Mr. Grant? Not so much, really. I was messaging the menu to the mess staff. Shall I have them raid the liquor warehouse for the men? Aye, how often does one get to legally burn a city to the ground?
7: Have them all come up to the ridge and let's watch it in the sunset.
8: Very good, sir. I'll order the men to begin raping and pillaging. Aye, we're no savages keep it to a mild pillaging. Of course, sir.
9: Captain McGinnis. Yes, Corporal? HQ Toronto just went automatic. Their comm centre shut down and went to recordings. Just like Victoria. Windsor's still live. For now.
7: Any explanation from these blokes? They're
9: being ordered back to Quebec, sir.
7: Are they now? All 20,000 of them?
9: Best estimates now is more like five. Bloody hell. All units that can make it back to Montreal are ordered to do so. Everyone else is ordered to hold out until they come up with a new plan.
7: That's great.
9: Shall I fetch Captain Grant, sir?
7: No, don't tell them in yet. Let's enjoy this victory for a moment, shall we? Aye, sir. I have a feeling it'll be our last feel-good moment for a while.
1: So, you like it? This isn't a
2: cave, it's a gift shop.
1: Yeah, with an office in the back, running water and electric. Sorry it's a little cold. I brought blankets and stuff from the truck. Help yourself. Thanks. But once
2: I get these supplies put away, it'll be fine. For a day or so. There's a lot of room
1: in here. I recommend the office down the hall to the right. It's dark in the morning, but catches a nice breeze off the cave mount. The door at the very end of the hall opens directly into the cave. It's padlocked on the outside.
2: If everybody knows about this place, won't people come here and take refuge?
1: Maybe. But a lot of people outside Wishwell still know about it. The place has been closed for 20 years. The county sometimes uses the cave to store stuff. Road signs and cones and stuff.
2: I saw. What are you doing?
1: Dogberry brought some of the news crew's equipment up for us. He found this laptop. Looks like they tried to edit the footage they shot. They didn't get a lot done, but I found a lot of raw footage in the video folder.
2: I've been meaning to ask you, you said this place has been closed for 20 years? Why does it look like people live here?
1: Because Gray and I used to bring friends up here when we were kids. We still use it sometimes. Well, Gray and Caitlin do.
2: That's why there's a hot plate and beanbag chairs. It looks like a little boy's treehouse. And nobody noticed all these years?
1: If they did, they didn't care.
2: What happens if the power grid goes down?
1: We pull power from the hydroelectric plant upriver. It's supposed to be able to run automatically for years.
2: But what if a power line goes down? We're screwed.
1: There's a generator out back. I checked it earlier, and Gray must have been up here recently.
2: Yeah, yuck. You get this room, Hicks. You might need a hose to clean it out.
1: Wow! Ronnie, come here. You have to see this. That's Philadelphia. See City Hall? They're recording in the air. You look down and you think, wow, that's a lot of people. But then they zoom in right here and- They're dead.
2: Walking dead. There must be thousands
1: of them. All staggering around the Liberty Bell, swarming the streets. Every alley, every parking lot. The streets are jammed. Look at that, freeze it there. See that in the distance between those buildings? That's the Walt Whitman Bridge into New Jersey. They blew it up. There are tanks on the PA side. You can just make them out with a little digital zoom. Here, ahead 10 minutes on the tape. They're breaking into cars along the Schuylkill Expressway. There's no way to pull off or escape. We jump to the King of Prussia Mall. That's an army roadblock, and the things are just pouring over it. Best for. Amish country. They're doing a low flyby. There's hundreds of them in the open fields. Check out the Amish. No guns, but they've got pitchforks, clubs, and they're using livestock to trample them. I guess no aggression doesn't extend to eaters, huh?
2: Can you hear anything on the tape?
1: Not here. The chopper noise drowns everything out until they land. Look here. They fly around Harrisburg.
2: There's the Capitol Dome. And it looks like a big fire gutted most of the neighborhood along the river.
1: The bridges are still intact. Highways cross the river twice, north and south. You can see the cars pile up. There's even a line of eaters on the train bridge. Check out the burning helicopter on that island baseball field. It looks like a black hawk. The capital of the state is empty, man. It's a ghost town. That sky looks ugly. Yeah, there's a storm coming in.
2: What are they looking for?
1: Just anyone, I guess. You'd think our leaders would be here working on what to do about this. They're heading for that rooftop landing pad. Best I can tell they landed on the government building. You can see there's another helicopter off to the right of the second path. There's the lady Dogberry kept talking about. Wow, she looks like hell. Let me play this at regular speed.
10: This is Kara Hash from the state capitol in Harrisburg. For the past 18 hours, the GON-10 team has traveled across the state trying to collect images of this unique crisis. I'd hoped to bring you stories of human survival triumph over the rising flood of adversity, but it appears that what few survivors are left have chosen to run and hide from the massive diseased monsters stalking the countryside. I can no longer reach our producers in Philadelphia, or indeed any news organization within range of our transmitters. From the sky, the menace sometimes looks manageable, but the eerie silence on all channels, civilian and military, is unnerving. Our armed guard, Elite Black Claw Security Operatives, has kept the threat at bay, but as you can see around us. Turn the camera down the street, Stephen. The sheer numbers would be overwhelming for an army of special forces. We are just five, with limited arms and limited fuel. We'd hoped to encounter one of the many relocation stations referred to by the Federal Emergency Management Agency. Aside from the tattered camps scattered across the towns of south-central Pennsylvania, we've seen nothing of an organized military or civilian militia. The last sign of civilization fighting back was a single Apache helicopter, one engine smoking, unloading its machine guns into a downtown York office building. The story is the same, from Philadelphia to Downington, to King of Prussia, Lancaster, Reading, and York, and here in Harrisburg. As I look to the west and the looming storm clouds, I see thousands of walking corpses along the western bank of the Susquehanna River, burning homes and toppled vehicles promising more of the same desolation and hopelessness between here and Pittsburgh. For Gone 10 News, I'm Kara Ash. OK, we're out. I can't believe there's nobody. I mean, where are the survivors? Did they get any fuel out of the other helicopter? Oh, that's gross. How long has she been in there? You mean dead dead? Oh well. At least they had fuel left. How much?
1: Big jumps and for the next few minutes there's a lot of screaming, some gunfire, and the chopper engine revving up. You can't see anything until here.
2: Is that the same rooftop?
1: Yeah. See, there's another chopper. Looks like they opened up the roof access door. Man, there's so many eaters. They're shoving each other off the edges. Unreal. And that's what's coming for us? I guess they're going to migrate where the food is. Check out this video clip. It's a flyby dated two days ago. Look at all the live people. Good old PA hunters drinking and carry on like it's a big old party. A day later, they're all gone. There's another tape labeled Embargo. I don't know what it means, but it's just these long shots of a city burning and army types using flamethrowers on everybody. Living and dead. Here's the last bit I watched. It's the lady again. I don't know where they are, but they look awful.
10: I don't know, Ken. What do you want to do? Fly into downtown Pittsburgh, land, and start yelling into a bullhorn? Great idea. That'll work. Maybe this rain will wash them all into the sewer. I don't know. Alright, we're wasting battery power here. Ready, Steve? Ahem. It's two in the morning, and yet our adversary does not sleep. We are sequestered for the moment on the roof of a Galleria in Monroeville, Pennsylvania, just outside Pittsburgh. The scene is much like everywhere else as thousands of savage, aggressive beasts mob the parking lot. This was the scene of a massive evacuation less than 72 hours ago. As you can see, the rooftop is cluttered with discarded luggage and items prohibited by officials who allowed people only the clothes on their back. Among the trunks and suitcases, we find picture frames, a teddy bear, even a bag with powdered baby formula, and a change of diapers. Our attempts to locate survivors have once again met with only the sound of unearthly hunger and animal desperation from behind doors welded shut by officials prior to departure. We were encouraged this evening by a radio transmission originating from something called the United Nations Expeditionary Command in Toronto, Canada, claiming their forces have landed in Erie, Pennsylvania, and that they have secured the city with a force of over 5,000 infantry and 800 tanks and armored carriers. Our excitement is tempered by the fact that this message is automated and no one from UNZHQ has responded to our transmissions. We'll consider the great historical significance of this event once we have a chance to confirm that this signal is more than just the ghost of good intentions. This is Kara Hash, south of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania with United Nations NDD Forces. With me is Captain Neil McGuinness of the United Nations Necroambulate Disposal Detail, leader of one of three United Nations teams currently operating on American soil. Captain McGuinness, what precisely is your mission?
7: Kara, as a multinational force, our job, really, is to assist civilian refugees by escorting convoys out of major metropolitan areas to American security relocation centers. We are not here to move anyone by force. Or establish any base of operation. We are under the ultimate direction of the American Armed Forces, so please don't shoot us. We're here to help.
10: How many of you are there?
7: We managed to round up about 45,000 troops from around the world and divided them up between our command centers in Canada. My team is a mechanized police and defense force of about 2,000 were engineers, police, medics, and that lot surrounded by tons of armor and a lot of big men with big guns. I take my orders from Toronto and my every move is watched by my American Police Commandant Captain Grant of your United States Armed Forces.
10: How have people reacted to your presence so far?
7: You have a town called Erie named for the lake. When people saw us landing on the docks and setting up a perimeter, I think they were glad to see us. A few people were a bit confused and took shots at us. But on a whole, when we started mowing down rotters and eaters, they took a liking to our Blue Berets. We've had some communications issues where some of our military police aren't exactly fluent in English. We are a multinational force after all. But we're pretty sure all the rotters and eaters and biters hate us equally.
10: There is talk that the Eastern Front has fallen and these things have reached out of New York and Boston all the way into Scranton and south to Philadelphia.
7: I'm not what you Americans would call a big picture kind of guy. I'll tell you that last week we led a hundred vehicle caravan from a place called Pinocchio to the relocation camp in Monroeville. That's our job. Help civilians stay safe. I'll let your National Guard and Reserves focus on the bigger battle, if you don't mind.
10: What's next for you?
7: Lots of people looking to get out of Pittsburgh, I understand. How about you lot?
10: Monroeville sounds like the next big story. Any last words for people writing out the crisis?
7: Well, I wish I could tell you it'll be over soon. I wish I could say we're on the road to victory. If anything, if you could hear me, I would ask that all of you hold on, stand your ground, fight. We're not licked yet. As long as we stand together, use our heads, we can get through this.
10: Thank you, Captain. Kara Hash gone to news. We're clear.
9: Captain, transport truck overturned in one of the turnpike tunnels. We've got eaters. Hundreds of them blocking the east west supply route.
7: Bugger, mustache, Miss Hash. Keep
1: yourself safe. Wonder where those glorious bastards are now. We could use them. What is that chirping? Oh, that's a radio. Quick, grab it. Whose radio? Here, give me. Gray, is that you?
4: Hicks. How are you? I thought you'd be up at our little hiding place.
1: You okay, man?
4: Oh, yeah. I feel like I just shit a whole gym rope, but I'm magnificent. How's Caitlin? I don't know. She had one of her fits and ran away into the woods. Derek and I are kicking back here at Casa Anders, drinking some beer, smoking some Perry County bluegrass.
1: You know... He is so wasted. Why aren't you out looking for Caitlin?
4: Why would I? She's a big girl. She knows where to find me. Listen, Hicks, buddy, I need you guys to get over here. Why? It's... An emergency.
1: Um, you just said you and Derek were in a chillax mode.
4: Well, you know us. We lit up. The neighborhood's a mess, man. Mom and Dad are in the basement. We got those things all over the place, man. They'll get in somehow, I just know it. Oh, and Caitlin. Maybe I should go find her. But my car is... My car is... You know how they make those bread bowl soups with potato stew? She smells like that. Caitlin. Smells like Olive Garden.
1: There's something really wrong with him. Great, can you focus? You and Derek need to get downstairs.
4: What do you know about Derek? Huh? Everything smells like smoke. You bleed smoke. Get up here, Hicks. Bring your plump and juicy study helper with you.
2: I am so gonna rip
1: his nuts off. I think he's overdosing.
4: Where the hell are you, Hicks? Are you grinding that frizzy-haired ham-faced troll? Pull your pants back up. Get here. I'm too tired to order carry-out. Bring me some food, bitches. Wow.
1: Hey, what?
2: Ham-faced troll? Listen to my words, jackass. You just left us behind at the pump and go with three of those things trying to kill us. Now you tell me you left my friend alone outside to hang out and burn a fatty with Derek the bull rapist. You have no idea what Hicks and I have been through today, so the last thing I want to do is drive back across town for any reason except maybe to help feed you to these things.
1: Unbelievable. Well, he's shell-shocked, Ronnie. Cut him some slack. Don't you even...
4: Ronnie... I'm sorry, kiddo. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. I like husky girls with big glasses. They're easier to chase. Look, kids. I tell you what, maybe I'll just come find you guys. Maybe I'll bring a few friends with me. Hey, that's a plan.
1: You and Derek don't want to go out right now, man. Not in the shape you're in.
4: Oh, Hicks. Hicks, so soft and womanly in your concern. We're in perfect shape to come find you. Just sit tight, and we'll be there. We might be a little slow, but we'll get there. Bye-bye.
1: Gray? Gray, come back. Gray? Damn it! How far is he from here? As the crow flies, six miles.
2: When he gets here, I'm putting a tent peg through his eye socket.
1: I just hope he doesn't bring too many friends.
7: Thank you, General. Good luck to you too, sir. Well then, that's it. How are the
8: generals today? Oh, it's a bloody mess, Captain. How's the lane, The chieftains are splitting up the neighborhoods, trying to create a barrier of debris along the alleys and the intersections so we can secure an avenue through to the interstate. Excellent.
7: Well, the American ambassador had a meltdown during the emergency session of the SC this morning. Because China sent troops to shore up the expeditionary force, no way will they let red Chinese march into America, blue helmets are no. Not surprising. Mr. Grant, I have a lot of respect for your country, but that's just a large hunk of
8: stupid. I can't imagine our regular army letting that go unchallenged. Hell, the minute civilian militiamen see the Chinese soldiers, they'll start firing on us. Speaking of which, hang about. Corporal, do we get a report from that flyover? The drone
9: is sending back pictures. The early numbers are what we expected. 10,000 hostiles
7: easily. They were drawn here by the people left behind up on the roof of the galleria. Every in 10 miles must have caught sin.
9: We have no way of knowing if control, local police, gangs, militia, or how many people are sequestered. Given the number of hostiles and the condition of the route, the likelihood of survivors is- Then I want
7: armour two by two up the main route. I want a yank voice on the bullhorns calling out survivors. They've got one chance to hear it and heed it. Or we assume the rotters are dead. Keep the drones flying so the tanks don't get flanked from the side streets. Clear up to this square and have each chieftain take a direction. Report to me when they've hit that mark. Yes sir. Armoured forward. Maneuver starboard. Go! (laughs) I want to see how many we can bulldoze before we set the whole town on fire. Never thought I'd say that. I'd welcome the help of the Chinese. <clears throat> I know that half your people blame China for all this mess, but China's the only member left willing to make spare troops. They were supposed to be replacements for the losses in Michigan from the Windsor command. This new wrinkle is why Windsor is pulling out. What's left of Victoria command is getting thrown out of Canada by Chinese transports, and no one knows who's running Toronto as of now. What about NATO? NATO's too concerned with the other side of the Atlantic. The way General Veer says it, Russia is invading
8: Eastern Europe. Except they're all otters. So what are we supposed to do? Link up with an American command?
7: Our orders tonight are to find a shady spot, pick some daisies, and wait. If we feel really ambitious, we can support an airlift out of some shithole hamlet called Wishwell, back north about 100 gigs or so.
9: Captain, Unit 6 is pinned down at Maple and Grove. They're down to four men and 20 hostiles. Ammunition is low and they have two infected wounded.
7: Corporal, order 9 and 12 to move in and shake them off the exterior. Do not send fresh troops inside. If we lose contact with 6 for any reason, torch the site. Understood? Yes, sir.
9: Units 9 and 12, clear off Maple and Grove. Try to cut 6 a path outside.
7: Mr. Grant, I really want to ask about ammunition and alcohol first. But how many men do we have left?
8: Just about 825 reported this morning. About 20% of our original force. Yesterday alone, 62 men went AWOL. Which? Police. Mostly Canadians, but a dozen Pakistanis. Half that number of Jordanians and Turkish. And two Italian clerks. But were they good soldiers? By mere fact they deserted, I'd say no.
9: Captain, Unit 6 is offline.
8: You're sure? Confirmed.
7: Mm. Torch the block. The whole bloody block. I want a wall of fire from that site back to Forhee Street.
9: Units 9 and 12, level the block. Converge and ignite a line south to Forhee. All other units be advised that indirect fire will commence north of Forhee Street in 15 minutes. I will not lose sleep over the loss of colors, receipt.
7: but if they come back, have them shot. On site? Where'd you want to make a show up? Let's shoot them after a court-martial. Make it look official. Corporal, my screen looks blank. Where are my men?
9: Six is offline. Nine and twelve have converged under Sergeant Matamba and are fighting up Maple toward Forhee. Armor is engaged at the square. Progress is slow.
7: Slow? They're bloody tanks.
9: They can't see where they're driving. Unit 11 is mechanized, firing on a mob from an overpass. The rest are reporting in sporadically. One through five have spearheaded toward the square behind the tanks, but have stopped three blocks west to avoid the mob. Snipers have taken positions near the square and are engaging targets around our tanks, but they're shooting the water, sir. One sinks and three move up.
8: Thoughts, Mr. Grant? Pull one through five back before the mob catches scent and follows them back here. If we move seven and eight to the outside with their heavy arms... It would take too long to reset them. The mob would be on them before they got off a shot. Move everyone back along the secure route have the guns of 11 start making craters to the north. When the hostiles disengage the tanks to go after infantry, have all four tanks roll up and crush them in the stew. Corporal,
7: order 11 to target the blocks northwest of our armor. I want that part of town leveled. When the day's over, I want to find a nice bottle of something. Captain, Unit 1 is engaged
9: with hostiles breaking through the debris field. 2 reports 1 is taking heavy casualties.
7: Mr. Grant, I'm a Scotsman. That should tell you all you need to know about what I plan to do.
8: You're gonna fix the warp engines and get us the hell out of Klingon space? Ha! <laughs>
7: Listen to you and your cheeky goodness. I like it. I do that on your stress. We take to the Highlands, create a defensible position among the flora and fauna, and then wait orders. While we wait, we crush anything that comes at us. Sound like a plan? Oh, it's the Americans. Grant, to speak the
8: language. Take the call. Yes, sir. UNXP Command, Captain Grant. Yes, Colonel. That whole area is about to get real toasty, sir. We're heading east and then north along the... Yes, sir. Now? How long? Whiskey, Tango, Foxtrot... Well, fuck a doodle, too. Do. What's the word? Pull all our men back to 471 south and do not stop. Corporal, full back, double time, tanks and all. Inbound. What's going on? The Air Force had no idea we were here. Air is we are right we in the middle of their cabbage patch. How long? Five minutes, Tops. He's sending the grid to our comm center right now. Fucking nice timing of them. Corporal, order everyone double time back now.
7: Crush anything in the way.
9: Done. They've acknowledged. Got one tank stunk on Vine Street and units nine and four report being detained by hostiles. Nine cannot disengage. One and three are not reporting
7: in. all. Uh, Grant to get Captain America back on the phone and tell him we Oh hell.
8: That is not five. <laughs>
9: HG World, you've got a hunger for what you see. Featured Keith R.A. DeCandido as Todd Rage. Ryan Smith as Hicks. Becca Rinas as Ronnie. Lee Sands as Dogberry. Stacy Dukes as Grey. DJ Bro as Derek. Mark Zaracor as Joe. Ayub Cody as McInnes. Michael Stokes as Captain Grant. Martha Limbo Terrar as Kara Hash. DT Kelly as Corporal Helms. With the HG World Zombie Chorus. The episode was written and directed by Jay Smith. Dialogue processing and digital services provided by Michael Stokes. Production assistance by Martha limbo and Carol Stokes. Production logo and additional art by Adriana limbo terrar This show was edited with Magic's Music Maker with some sound effects from freesound.org. For a full list of freesound contributors, please visit us at www.goodmorningsurvivors.com. Jonathan Colton appears courtesy of the Creative Commons license. Visit jonathancolton.com for music downloads and concert information. HG World is a product of 3015 North Studios. www.goodmorningsurvivors.com